the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are fortunate to be alive at this moment in history. I can hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. The truth is plain to see. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin of The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be together. And uh, please visit ProAmericaReport.com and sign up for the daily email. You get my daily email, the wink, what you need to know. Sign up there. I promise I don't sell it, rent it, borrow it, give it away, nothing. I just make sure that you know what is going on and what you need to know. What you need to know, that's the daily wink that goes out every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. East Coast, 5 a.m. Pacific, and everywhere in between. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot happening. Obviously, um, you know, the shut, we're, we're sort of hurtling towards a shutdown. Um, you're watching the messaging from the media and watching the messaging from the Democrats, which is, <laughs> I repeat myself, about how bad it's going to be and how terrible it's going to be. I mentioned yesterday, it seems to me uh, that the thing to do is just go ahead and uh, shut it down until they build a wall. Shut it down until they seal the border. That's a better way to say it. And uh, so uh, we'll see if anybody takes my point of view. Uh, but let's go over, as we do, to Politico, and let's uh, take a look at what Politico is writing so we can have an understanding of how dumb, well, how dumb they are. Well, that's not fair. They know what they're doing, but it is amazing to see them write about it. So there's an, an author named David Siders, S-I-D-E-R-S. David Siders goes out across the country and visits these places and writes about them. And this this week's column uh, is about the Reagan library the reagan library which is the site the location of the um, next gop debate the next gop debate is at the uh, next week is at the um uh at the uh, reagan library which is in simi valley about an hour and 45 minutes from lax from the la airport and so you go up uh, away from uh, downtown um uh, downtown LA and you go up into Ventura County happens to be about three or four miles, maybe a few more, maybe five, six miles from where my wife grew up. She worked as a docent, a high schooler uh, working in the Reagan library. Uh, I have been as long as I've been dating her, which is uh, since uh, since 2000 um, and then married for 20 years or so. We've gone to the Reagan library probably 
I don't know, two, three dozen times. It's a wonderful place. It's a great library. It's it's the sort of best modern library. Um, I think it's better than anybody's, actually. I don't know. Obama's may be bigger and may become sort of more of a uh, a political place. But in terms of the view is incredible. It's up on this hill in the Simi Valley. The site is gorgeous. There's a big back area that's got... Um, gardens and the tomb of uh, Ronald Reagan and his wife. It's got always got rotating exhibits in through that are not. Sometimes they're related to uh, things that Reagan touched. Oftentimes they're not. One year there was the Vatican collection that was in St. Louis at the museum. And then uh, 18 months later, I think it was maybe a little less. It was out in the Reagan library. Lots of exhibits that go through, uh, I think, take a chance to try to go there. They get great attendance. Um, the Reagan part is phenomenal. It's so well done. And then there's a lot of researchers because Reagan was modern enough that he has a lot of documents and a lot to look at. And so there's a lot of researchers. So David Siders, I mentioned, is the national political correspondent for Politico. Uh, used to work in California, so he st- does know this neck of the woods. And he goes out there to the, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, the Reagan uh, library and he writes this piece and he writes about how everybody at the Reagan Library, everybody, they just can't stand Trump. And then he goes on to reveal the people he's talking about are, you know, on the board of the Reagan Library is Paul Ryan. Well, Paul Ryan embarrassed himself by failing to hold the majority, by failing to hold his seat, by quitting. We've talked about how uh, Paul Ryan took uh, almost eight million dollars with him when he didn't uh, run and when he didn't save the house and then created a nonprofit that he heads. He's on the board of Fox. He He hates Trump. He's always been clear about you. he he thought he and Romney were the future of the party. And now they're they're you know on the side of the road and he's got to be um, living out this life in his 50s with 25 years to live where he's a he's a you know yesterday's news. He hates it. So he's not exactly a never Trumper, but he's well, he's pretty close. I think he said he wouldn't support him in 2024. So this David Siders breathlessly talks. The headline is spoiled brat in a sandbox inside the feud between Donald Trump and the Reagan library. And then they go through. What? Paul Ryan complained. The Reagan Library uh, d- invited losers like Liz Cheney, loser, Ben Sass, quitter, Governor Asa Hutchinson. Well, he was a winner of at least governor's races, but now he's a loser in the election to give speeches on the future of the Republican Party. And they ignored Trump. But it doesn't say anywhere that it's a feud that Trump has engaged in. So you see how this is so silly? This is Politico. Spoil brat in a sandbox inside the feud between Donald Trump and the Reagan library. Well, it sounds like the Reagan library is attacking Trump or say it better. The Reagan library and Institute and its board or its staff or it's it's the people that run it. The people that have had power in the Republican Party that are, are affiliated with the Reagan library. They are not Trumpy people, so they don't like him. So they complain and they have board members. They say, you know, oh, we didn't like Trump. He's this and he's that all, all anonymous, by the way, a bunch of anonymous people. They say, oh, you know, this is anonymous. This is uh, he is this. In fact, the quote from the headline is that, you know, he's uh, he, he what is it? He's a, 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 a bully in a sandbox or whatever. That's an anonymous quote. Anonymous. Nobody nobody's saying it on the record. Nobody's saying it on the record. And so uh, the best part of this, though, you got to read all the way through until Siders actually goes to a Republican event, a grassroots, I guess, or a, a fundraiser for the local party or whatever it is. And he discovers everybody there is for Trump. All the voters are for Trump. All the people that are actually working in the party, not just poobahs collecting checks or accolades. They're all for Trump. All of them. All of them. They, they and and they the uh, the the article goes on to say 
that lots of those people think, you know, the the Reagan uh, legacy can easily coexist with Trump. So he starts out the first part of the the whole piece of probably the first half, making it sound like there's this grand feud between Reagan and Trump, that their visions are somehow uh, opposed and that and that everybody's fighting and there's a feud. And then he goes on to describe basically all the Republicans rank and file at the Reagan library at these events want Trump and smart people are saying there's not that much of a difference. They're, they're, the legacies fit together. If, if Reagan was with a smile taking on the Soviets, so is Trump with the communists in China. If Reagan was with a smile saying to conservatives, I'm conservative like you, but not being that hard line on some things, so is Trump. In fact, <laughs> the use of make America great again, make America great again, is one of the greatest uses of a phrase and who used it first? Reagan. Everybody knows this. In fact, even the if you didn't have the media who tries to make Trump seem mean, you would have one of the sunniest people in terms of what they believe. In terms of, let me say it differently. Uh, 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 Trump is one of these guys that say, that thinks if you say it and you're positive, you can almost bring it into existence. We're going to make America great again. You don't know what that means, but he's going to do it. You know, you can be the greatest. You can do this. You can do that. You can. And he, it's all because he was conditioned as a salesman, but also in the in the power of positive thinking era. He, he's the power of positive thinking era guy with Norman Vincent Peale, who was his pastor. And that's the same thing Reagan did. That's the same thing Reagan did. And, you know, they counted on they counted Reagan out. They said he didn't understand the policies. And only years after he was out of office, he wasn't yet deceased. They found his notebooks, his uh, uh, yellow um, legal pads where he had written almost he had written the, the three minute commentaries between 1977 and 1979 are right in there. He did three minute radio commentaries and he did them, I think, every day or he multiple times a week. And he was recording them, but he was also writing them. And he had clarity a vision on what he thought America was, how he thought it worked, who the Russians, the Soviets were, why they were evil. All that was clearer in his intellect and his understanding than they ever gave him credit for. Same thing with Trump. You know, John Schlafly said over the weekend, again, at our Eagle Council uh, 52, he said something like, you know, when you watch Trump talk about America in the 80s, he's talking about the fact that we're getting our lunch eaten our lunch handed to us, whatever that phrase is supposed to be, by by Japan at the time and by other countries that are taking advantage of us. He had clarity on what, what I would say is America first. And so did Reagan. It's so did Reagan. And, you know, one of the best aspects of Reagan was that they, the world, thought he was a cowboy. And they thought they just didn't know what to make of it. They thought, you know, he might go off and, you know, fight us all. He might go off and do something. That's the same thing with uh, Trump. With Biden, they have a book on Biden. It's the politician's handbook. When you're a 50-year politician, there's predictable ways you're going to act. And then you can just play on them. If you force Joe Biden long enough, he will make a trade for five prisoners for your five and give you $6 billion. That's predictable. There's predictability in a politician. Unpredictability is what Reagan did his his uh his persona and same with Trump. So anyway, this political article political article, one of the reasons why is more and more people, one of the reasons that's written is more and more people are comparing Trump and Reagan. They're comparing them and they're seeing in them compatibility 
And so you've got to have a drumbeat now of saying, oh, no, no, there's a few, there's a few, there's a few. Turns out the feud is Paul Ryan and a few others with themselves hating Trump. And Trump and the voters of the country, and especially in this uh, article, are for his policies, America first. So there you have it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin. There's your wink here on the Pro-America Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I've been telling you that our weekend in St. Louis uh, was fantastic and lots of great guests at Eagle Council. uh, And one of them was our next guest on the program. Uh, his name is Garrett Ziegler. Garrett Ziegler is uh, a former uh, senior staffer in the uh, Trump White House, worked for Peter Navarro um, in that capacity, did tons of writing and tons of research, especially on the challenge of uh, the communist Chinese and what they're doing to this country. Peter Navarro, as uh, Garrett Ziegler, I think he described him over the weekend, said Peter Navarro was ahead of his time by about 15 or 20 years. And, and you know, uh, Garrett, I don't know if I interrupted you in that setting to tell you the late Phyllis Schlafly was friends with Peter Navarro uh, because she saw early that he was onto it. And, you know, and, 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 and she was too, of course, but uh, so they were fast friends and, and his, um his early books and his early, uh, the documentary and things she was, she was uh, a big promoter of. So Garrett Ziegler was our guest and we had this cool program. He and I sat together and we've been friends for long enough that we had a little bit of a rhythm and a rapport and people love to hear it. And he is the author of a Massive book, 690 pages, 686 pages, something like that. It's report on the uh, report on the Biden laptop, um, his um, uh, nonprofit research uh, institute called Marco Polo. Marco Polo USA dot org is their website is uh, what he's doing now. This huge amount of research on the Biden laptop. Welcome, Garrett. How are you? Thank you, Mr. Martin. Yes, it was a great, great Sunday. I met or a great Saturday. Excuse me. I met a, a couple of really fine people that I've already stayed in touch with. Cynthia Hughes, Jersey. It was a, it was a good event. I appreciate you having me out. Well, it was a lot of fun now. And people were um, people were really interested in what you did. I want to pull back for a second. The report on the Biden laptop yeah. long, long before others, especially the media, was covering this. You had dug into this and, and it's a massive amount of research. As you said, thousands of of research hours, hundreds and hundreds of footnotes. Uh, what got you down this path? I mean, your background is in in some ways is on in china policy and trade policy and in different things how'd you end up in the in this space i think it's because i i was obsessed with biden's involvement with the chinese once i started looking through the device and seeing all the primary source evidence and correspondence with people who have known affiliations with the ccp this is not first hop second hop or conjecture People like Gong Dong, Mervyn Yan, Raymond Zhao, all of these individuals have multiple connections with CCP funded entities from business to the NGO space. Uh, and Hunter and Joey and Joey's brother Jimmy were all in business with them. <laughs> and it's not just that, you know, I think this or. The right has an inkling that this occurred. This is proven by WhatsApp messages, emails. And I think that if Marco Polo has done anything, we've had an obsession with the primary source data. And that that makes it so that the attacks on us are always ad hominem. They're never that, well, you know, Ziegler or Marco Polo reached an incorrect conclusion. They never They never take issue with our work. It's always, you know... 
Garrett is a racist or just some ridiculous low level, like lower rung ad hominem attack. It's never about the actual work. Well, and so when you look at this, you can see I'd say and it's it's really a research book. It's not you know, it's not there's there's some narrative in there, but mostly it's like, hey, look at this and here's what it means. Look at that. And here's what it means. Um, Garrett Ziegler is our guest. Again, Marco Polo USA dot org is the website for his research nonprofit. But um when you started to dig in, first of all, you told this, and I wanted to reinforce this: the, yeah. the the Biden laptop hard drives. There, there are multiple copies existing in the world, right? It's not like there's one in the FBI. There probably is one, at least one in the FBI. But there's that, the original, that, yeah, the original physical device, and then there were many copies of that hard drive made. And I'm just one of the people that got. And and so has anyone else? done this kind of deep dive i guess my point here is that you and i were talking offline you sort of expect that journalists want to be i I mean journalists it's a business that you want to be noticed for what you write um it's not anonymous it's the business is of of communicating whether you're an author like you with this book or whether you're a journalist um and writing at, at a newspaper but has anyone else dug into this like this? Are there people that have maybe not to the extent that you you do with your research background, but it doesn't feel like they did. Now they sort of are. But what's going on with that? Yeah, there's a couple who have admittedly done a very good job. I think Miranda Devine has done a very good job. I think Josh Boswell at the Daily Mail has done a very good job. Hmm. The thing that separates our group, as you mentioned, is the medium. We don't have this sort of like weekly column that we have to get out the door. And so this allows us to put it in a form, like you said, where it's not it's not a dossier that you read in one sitting. We expect this to be on people's coffee tables. And for example, my own mother, she's taken, you know, 10 months to read it. She <laughs> takes five five pages a week and reads every single footnote. And if you just do five pages a week, it'll probably take you a year to do it, but you'll get a full view and be able to retain everything about the American first family. The only thing that I can, the thing that I can sort of brag about with confidence is usually these uh, types of presidential exposés. And remember, this is all about Joe. The Washington Post had a profile of me, and they said that I'm trying to take down Hunter Biden. That's technically not true. I don't care about Hunter Biden apart from Joe. Um, you know, one thing that that. People can take away from our report, which is free to read online. Bidencrimes.info uh, has the entire report online. Keyword searchable, which is nice, mm-hmm. is, you know, we're focused on criminality. We talked a lot on Saturday about us going through specific code violations. So, you know, most of our editing was working with the secretary on our C3 board who, you know, was an attorney for 25 years, semi-retired, was in the Navy, going through each and every statute, literally looking it up on the house.gov website, reading the U.S. code and in matching that conduct described in the U.S. code to what's on the laptop. And uh, what this does is, is to fair-minded people, not leftist, and other people to fair-minded people they will look at the report and say holy cow they really just did match up criminal codes with the conduct on the device and in that way it's like a historical service that's really i don't want to be histrionic but that's what we're trying to do we're trying to put a document out there that'll be true in a hundred years 
Uh, we're talking again with Garrett Ziegler. Garrett um, Ziegler is the uh, is the lead author. I guess he'd say he's got a team of researchers. When I looked at the yes, acknowledgments in the yes. book, Report on the Biden Laptop is the book. And you look at the acknowledgment, he's got a team of, of people. And BidenCrimes.info, that, that, I didn't realize you have a, a key, ter- key term searchable thing, which is um, very, very helpful, as you said, because it is it is um, it is significant. Uh, yeah, looking at the, the, the book, the yes. the section that um as you point out you know you get to the um right here it's on my desk you get yeah you you get i mean i'm looking at one too you look at the you know section three and four are really basically the uh the mess that uh, hunter biden made his life and and you know i mean i think if people are it's it's titillating which is real and it happens to be factual which is real which should inform some of the credibility of uh the the people who are commenting on this but but the section that really just stuns one is the second section business related crimes and it's it's about I looked at about a hundred and no, almost a hundred and fifty pages, hundred and sixty pages of of what was on the laptop as it relates to uh, China, the Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania, Mexico, Serbia, Libya, um, and all these things. The key through line is that Joe Biden had a a way to, to to exert influence. I mean, it wasn't just like, hey, let's do business in Libya. It was he's got an ability to influence things. Yes, he has the exact quote from the person who is seeking to hire Hunter is that his dad has the Libya file. That was the exact quote from Sam Jahari, a Kuwait born American business tycoon. So it's all contingent upon Joey's influence over U.S. public policy. So that's the more, you know, that's one thing that the more nuanced sophists say, like Dan Goldman. Well, Hunter was corrupt and, you know, Hunter was, uh, had, Hunter had bad judgment, but we can't prove that Joe influenced U.S. public policy on his behalf. That's a total lie. And so what this report does is it goes after the their best sophistry, like the best lie that Dan Goldman could cook up from the Atlantic Council. It goes after that lie, which is, yes, he did influence public policy. All right. I'm going to, Garrett, if you can hold on, I'm going to pause here. We're going to take a break. I'm going to extend on. I usually do each of my segments, as my listeners know, uh, for just uh, about uh, uh, 10 minutes. In this case, I'm going to take a break so we can come back and do another uh, 10-minute with Garrett Ziegler, the author of the report on the Biden laptop. A lot to cover, a lot in there, and a lot more when we come back. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. So I I, 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 threw, I, put, I called an audible, and we are going to spend another uh, 10 minutes with Garrett Ziegler. He is the author of uh, the Biden, excuse me, the report on the Biden laptop. You can go to MarcoPoloUSA.org uh, to check out what he's up to. And also, importantly, uh, on his on the website, BidenCrimes.info. It's, uh, you can read the report, uh, this book, and you can uh, do a term search, which is very helpful because the book's almost 700 pages. So, Garrett, um, I, I, and I, you'll you'll smile. We're friends enough. I'll say, but you're a kid. I mean, you're still a kid. You're 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 in your 20s. You're not in your even your 30s. You yeah. you you're you're at the White House uh, in your early 20s working at a very high level. Peter Navarro, who was with President Trump from the beginning of his term till the end, and you're in there for much of the term and doing all this stuff. Um, you've observed a lot of things. Is what you see. When you look at these crimes going through the Biden laptop, you know, going through the the specifics of it and Biden crimes dot info is where you can you can read the you can read the the, the, the book. You can uh, uh, key term search it. 
is this in is this use of an office for influence is it let's say it this way common is it the way things are done it feels to a lot of americans like oh that's the swamp and you know um you know biden is is a lot like other senators and other family members that are taking care of uh, i mean other senators who are taking care of their family members is this business as usual in the swamp or and you're in your assessment or is this beyond that uh, yeah, I think it's a question of scale. One thing that we know for sure is that the swamp dwellers who do s- similar conduct are not as uh, blunt about it, and they're not idiots where they do everything over email. <laughs> what is unique about this arrangement is the uh, the primary source evidence we have proving its existence. Um, for example, here's how I'll put it. Uh, second year ASUA in any U.S. Uh, attorney's office across the country would salivate over these emails mm-hmm. because sometimes they have to work for 10 months to get a warrant to tap somebody's phone to get one one hundredth of the primary source evidence that this has. I see. I see. Right. Uh, in Illinois here with Mike Madigan and Tim Mapes, his old chief of staff, Mike Madigan, the fat cat house speaker, they had to tap his phone and they're going to, he'll get convicted. But the, uh, he always talked in code over, over, over the phone, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, we don't even, they don't even talk in code over email. They're, they're, they're describing the quid pro Joe's on unencrypted emails in English without any coded language, really. That's what that is what is truly unique. Um, do you when you are done and you look at these list of crimes again, Garrett Siegler's our guest. Um, he's the author of the report on the Biden laptop. Um, when you look at the um at the uh the end of this, do you have any doubt? Is there any doubt in your mind that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, is compromised? No. And it's the reason why I answered that way is because of the countries with which his family's interacted. This is not um, other sons of senators who, you know, do corrupt things, but they do it in like Britain or Japan, and they have legitimate businesses behind them that produce physical goods. This is so blatant. Hunter doesn't produce. Hunter's not a part of a business that produces any physical good. There's not even the imprimatur of like. A physical good being exchanged in a contract, which is just so pathetic. If he were selling like, you know, the best windows in the world that sealed in the winter and lowered your energy bills, <laughs> at least right. Hunter would have the physical product to say, no, 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 I'm not doing this on behalf of my daddy. They wanted the best windows in the world. And we produce them. He doesn't have that out. He doesn't have that plausible deniability, which ironically is his Uncle Jimmy's favorite phrase. <laughs> uh, but but let me ask you a different part of this question. When you looked at all these uh, primary sources, and and nobody uh, nobody at this point is denying that this is that this is that these are actually what was on the laptop and and what they look like. But was yes. well, uh, uh, Joe Biden was old school like Madigan? He wasn't the one doing it, right? It was it was it was uh, Hunter that was not not doing. It, I mean, communicating. Uh, yeah, Joe, Biden, would, Joe, Joe Biden had backup burner phones and things like that, right? He. I would answer that yes with a caveat. Hunter was his back man. There are a couple of emails proving Joe's uh, criminal involvement in FARA violations and tax fraud. But as a matter of scale, the answer is yes. Hunter 
is much dumber with regard to concealing criminal conduct. Joe, I think, because his chief counsel for a while was Robert Blakey, the longtime Notre Dame law professor who wrote the RICO statute, Robert Blakey was Joe's senior counsel. And I think going through the drafting of the RICO statute and all that stuff at the mobsters in the 80s taught Joe a thing or two about making sure your ducks are in a row and don't say stuff over text. Do you think, Garrett Ziegler, again, as our guest, do you think that ultimately um, this is what's clear is he's compromised? Do you think that the criminal uh, conduct that you see is going to be uh, acted upon? Do you I mean, do you see a path where that there is accountability or are we, uh, you know, is, is part of the history of this that we had somebody in office for this period of time and the compromise in these ways and there was no accountability? I think at the federal level, there will be no ultimate accountability. There could be in the first – the first uh, uh, stage could be the imprimatur of accountability. Oh, Hunter did a bad thing. He's going to be he's going to be held accountable, but he won't spend a day in the pen, which is what justice requires at the federal level. At the state level, if somebody gets strong and smart uh, at the state or the local level, uh, he could face some accountability, yes. But uh, at the federal level, no, I try. I, I sadly think that Joe will pardon his son. Is the with the state level accountability uh, to your point? Um, you, the, your point is not a, a lot of this conduct is criminal conduct under state codes, also under state laws, also. I mean, Absolutely. there's plenty. There's plenty of. Uh, um, what's your if you had to make a list of the uh, of? I don't mean it by the, I don't mean it this way. It's I don't want I don't want your favorite, but the most sort of. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess it is your favorite. The most interesting, telling, compelling, I don't know, one or two crimes that are clear to you. Not, you know, not 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 one that's this, that and the other thing. But this right, right here. I mean, when I, I didn't mean to ask you about Libya, when I said that example, oh, that was pretty that was a pretty that's a pretty compelling one right there. Yes. To- total confirmation. Uh, we got those emails. A writer at the Business Insider got those emails from another source. Oh, really? Those weren't even in. One of the two wasn't even on the Biden laptop, which just proves, of course, this is all real. They not even Denver Riggleman, a failed GOP congressman from uh, central Virginia. He was hired in part to throw cold water on our report. He's failed miserably. But uh, Kevin Morris, Hunter's sugar brother, has paid Denver Riggleman probably tens of thousands of dollars to go on TV and just talk crap about me. He can't prove to one. He can't point to one thing we forged. The entire cache of documents is real. They know it's real, but they're going to milk the cow for as long as she'll produce, and that is Kevin Morris, uh, who's been humiliated by us and by the truth. But to answer your question, I think it's his involvement with the Chinese. The amount of money is at the very least – this is a floor, not a ceiling – a floor with the Chi-Coms in – by the way, this isn't – we're not talking equity. Which which Kevin Moore still holds for Hunter in BHR. We're talking straight greenbacks. It's at least seven million, and there's no discernible product or service being mm-hmm. offered. It's clear FARA violations, and you know we're talking about a regime with 1.4 billion people who don't care about what, what we think about them. It as their explicit purpose to dominate the world. Um, you know, I'm like you. I I'm about as far of a neocon as you can be. I like what the founders said about foreign intrigues. But nevertheless, it's not in our interest for the Chi-Coms to run the show. 
Yeah, it is. Um, our guest has been uh, Garrett Ziegler again. His book, uh, "Report on the Biden Laptop," hundreds and hundreds of pages up north, almost seven hundred pages, um, and uh, with a, a million footnotes. And so it says. <laughs> it's funny. Is, is it your mother or your mother-in-law that's reading five pages a day? Your mom or your my mother, Anita? Yeah, she's taking it slow. <laughs> she, she's uh, a, <laughs> that's love. That's true love. When a mother will read your your footnotes, that's uh, that's true love. So I mean, that's that's a mother's love right there. So uh, uh, Garrett Ziegler again. Let me. Make Make sure to highlight for people the uh, the uh, website bidencrimes.info. You can read the report. You can do a uh, term search. Very valuable. And marcopolousa.org if you're interested in the nonprofit. It's a 501c3. You can support it if you'd like the kind of work. Uh, it's only you know the tip of the uh, iceberg of the kinds of research that they're doing. So thank you, Garrett, for your time. Thank you for the platform. Speak soon. God bless. All right. Garrett Ziegler, everybody. And I will put all that up on social media and make sure uh, you can see it. We will take a uh, break and be right back. It's uh, Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, slander America, and redefine the family. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. If you want to learn more about the tactics being employed in the D.C. swamp under President Biden, look no further than his promise to forgive up to $20,000 in student loan debt for borrowers nationwide. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down this unconstitutional attempt to spend $400 billion without congressional approval. But actually writing off the loans was never Joe Biden's plan. It was all about swamp tactics from the very beginning. A classic swamp tactic is to tweak the language being used to favor a preferred narrative. Debt forgiveness is not an accurate name for what Biden was proposing. He didn't suggest that debt should magically disappear. Instead, he wanted to transfer ownership of those debts from former college students to the entirety of the American people. So if you already paid off your college bills, you'd inherit the debt of everyone who didn't. If you didn't go to college at all, you'd still end up paying off the student loans of the doctors, lawyers, and other high-paid professionals who took out loans and just didn't pay them back. Cushioning the blow with misleading labels like debt forgiveness is an obvious swamp tactic. Another swamp tactic can be seen in the timing of Biden's announcement. He unveiled his debt transfer plan on August 24th of last year, just before the midterm elections. The timing of this announcement is about as coincidental as a candidate for high school student body president bringing in donuts for every student on election day. Biden wanted to buy taxpayers with their own money. Perhaps Biden even knew that the Supreme Court would strike down his unconstitutional promise. In all likelihood, getting some buzz before the midterms was all he ever really planned to do. Either way, his reliance on these swamp tactics with his student debt promise should demonstrate to every American why we just can't trust politicians who've dedicated most of their lives to currying favor within the D.C. machine. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com 
and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome, Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I would like to uh, wrap things up on this um, uh, Biden uh, laptop report by Garrett Ziegler and Marco Polo USA. If you go to bidencrimes.info, you can review it. But I'm just going to tell you something. I have now uh, given to a number of people uh, some of the details that I've found just in my you know, um, I, I can't say uh, oh, it's a funny story. Garrett Ziegler was at our Eagle Council 52, and he mentioned that his mother is reading uh, the book. And it's, you know, almost 700 pages, I think, is somewhere 2000 plus uh, footnotes. And he said she's reading five pages a day. So she's got to work her way through it. That's love of a mother for her son. And uh, but I haven't read the whole thing yet. But I've read chunks of it and I've gone through the chunks. I've looked closely. I've said, what about this? What about that? What about this? And I've forwarded them on to other people. I forwarded them on to a prosecutor in Texas. I forwarded them on to a um, uh, a uh, policy wonk in um, Poland. Uh, who's, uh, you know, the Pol- the former Polish president, a very liberal guy who's still on the scene, is in the Biden laptop communicating with uh, Hunter Biden, I think, about Romania. And so this Polish guy, he said, I'm going to do something with that. I'm going to look at that. There's elections going on. This uh, previous Polish uh, president is a uh, factor in the elections. Let's get to the bottom of this. The Biden laptop is going to be in history one of the more extraordinary documents. And part of the reason my prediction is this. Biden will either lose or be forced out, one of the two. And, And when that happens, he will be what we call in the business a loser. And when you're a loser, you will then be savaged. You know, it's one of the things that Clinton, Bill Clinton, got out in a way where his popularity and he, and he wrote out, he said, people say, oh, you know, he's a good president. He wasn't a good president. Guy was not a good president. He was not, you know, but he tried. He positioned himself to make the play. And then he had historians go along with him. If Biden doesn't yield in a very positive way very soon, he will be perceived as a, a really uh, a dopey. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, meaning she hung on too long and the great love that people had for her, for her total hackery and how she was a liberal hack on the court, which is all true. And she was a doddering old lady at the end. And people said, oh, isn't she sweet? But she's amazing. RBG, RBG, what a fighter. What are this? But she didn't quit in time. And so she, according to the left, failing to abide by their rules, she stayed on and yielded Amy Coney Barrett a conservative justice. So she's actually somewhat vilified because of what she did. If she had yielded to the pressure, they would have made her into an iconic figure, like a, like a, uh, like Mrs. Roosevelt. You know, they would have, they would have been like, this is iconic person who led us in this time. Now she's sort of vilified, not quite vilified because they don't want to believe that ever. They, they sort of blame her and say, well, she was too old and she was not paying attention to the truth and blah, blah, blah. But if Biden doesn't quit, they will savage him. And if he loses, they will savage him and they will say selfish white male who didn't understand his moment and should have yielded, blah, blah, blah. And he will have nothing. And when he is savaged, they will utilize the Biden laptop and the Biden laptop report as the the, the Rosetta Stone for what went on. I, mark my words. Usually a Democrat after their president can count on riches, Obama. You know, uh, accolades, Clinton, 
uh, and especially their family will become wealthy and iconic also. They'll protect them. It's not so true on the on the on the uh, on the Republican side, although by the time Bill uh, uh, Steve, George W. Bush was done, uh, the media had embraced. He had done enough for the, the the moderates and for the kingmakers that they embraced his daughters. And one daughter's a TV person and all that stuff, like a Chris, like a, a snuffle up against guy, you know, uh, uh, who went over from Clinton era to be on ABC. And so if you if you play ball, they'll protect you. But if you actually do what's right, they won't protect you. Even the Reagan kids, they sort of got protected. They didn't get savage. They will savage the Bidens if they don't yield. In this environment, they will savage the Biden family. And the and the and the Biden laptop report, the Biden the laptop report by Marco Polo USA. Go to BidenCrimes.info and look at it. It is the it is a Rosetta Stone because you can go right through there and you can take apart the the Biden family, the brother, the sister, Joe Biden's brother and sister. Hunter Biden, of course, his um, his daughter, uh, Biden's uh, daughter. There's there's something for everybody. Not by the way, not all crimes. I'm not saying that crimes are shown in this, but it will show that they're all implicated in what will be known, what will become, what will come to be known as the Biden crime family. And at that point, the gloves will come off, and we'll probably know that Joe Biden was not a very nice guy as a senator. He was probably mean to his staff or he was probably not faithful to his wife. I don't know. I'm not sure any of that's true. This is the kind of thing that the left will do when they savage you. When they turn on you, especially your own, they will just take this. They will they will be unrelenting. And, of course, some of the Democrats will be happy to do it because they'll want to, to end the careers of people like uh, Kamala so they don't have to deal with her. But it's high stakes. It's high stakes. And my point, BidenLaptop.info, go look at it. This this document, this report, this book Garrett Ziegler wrote and put together is, is a touchstone. I don't call it the Rosetta Stone, it's too much, but it it will be a it will be something that clarifies for the future. And I think Garrett said it even in one of the interviews I did with him recently, either um on Lindell TV when I had him on or on, on the program uh, uh just now in our interviews together, or it could have been at Eagle Council, but he said we had to do this. We had to do this book, we had to do this footnotes, we had to go through it so that history had it marked. Because the, the, the 51 intelligence officers tried to make you think it was Russian disinformation. The media went with them. Big tech went with them. And only by sort of luck and hook and crook did we fight back to get it to, to get it uh, clarified. And um, so check it out. Bidencrimes.info. Uh, you can see the whole thing there. You can buy copies of the book. Uh, it's a big book to publish and print. So uh, they, they do sell it. Um, but you can look at it online and there's a, a key term search. Uh, to searchable for uh, key terms there too so a lot to look at all right that's what i wanted to finish up and wrap up uh, so that's the biden laptop and how important it is congratulations to marco polo usa thank you to ryan Hyde, our producer mason mohan our associate producer thank you for listening and we will be back uh, tomorrow it's ed martin here on the pro america report talk to you later. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.